Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Oops! More Anime, where we dive a little deeper on anime than we would perhaps on, on some other shows, some other more cowardly shows. Uh, I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. And uh, we are this season talking about Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury. We're up through episode five now. And, Reflection uh, yeah, in an icy eye, Six. Yeah, how you doing? Alan? Oh, I'm yeah. wonderful. I'm Hi. I'm being I'm reflected through an ICI. I'm testing my strength against other uh, unbeatable mobile suits, and uh, just like every other character on this goddamn show, I too have parental issues. But at least I'm dressed well. Mm-hmm. And isn't that all that matters? What about you? How are you? Uh I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't know. It's it's you know it's 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 a it's a complicated day. as this is recording. Uh, Today, I am just going through so many technical difficulties with Scanline that it's just, it's really a lot, but you know. I can't wait until the three-month Scanline Media hiatus when you guys, like, go on vacation and, like, do, like, a summer vacation arc. And I mean, listen, if we can't fix the site, come in sooner than you think. Oops. Oops. Uh, But... We're here to talk about episode five, as you said. We said now several times, reflections in an ICI. Reflections. Yep, that's how. Reflection uh, reflections in, in an ICI. ICI. One reflection. Oh, just one. I'll just. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's just her. That's yes. all he can see. Yes. Um, so, Alon Sarez. By the way, Sarez is a moon. You think about yeah, that? It's I, one of the. Yeah, I do think about that. Well, I guess it's a dwarf planet these days. Is how we classify it. Um, it's in the asteroid belt, but. Alon Saras is in a duel. He's dueling three people, um, and everybody around him seems to think this is pretty irresponsible, but he wins pretty handily, turns them against each other a little bit, and and, and shoots them down. Afterwards, there is a meeting of a pale group uh, corporate officers, the uh, group responsible for uh, uh, Alon's presence at school. They refer to him as enhanced person number four, and they talk about how they're getting really close, but... Uh, they're really curious about Ariel and the tech behind it. And so they're like, okay, it's time to use this kid along to look into it and figure out what's going on. He's got an in. He knows Suleta. Meanwhile, Suleta, as Ariel is being repaired by Earth House, she is getting her fortune told by another member of Earth House. And she asks if she can have a fortune told for someone else, perhaps just based on, you know, what information you need. Oh, just their birthday. And she considers mm. that for a moment. And then she gets a call from Elan, who wants to hang out, basically. And apparently the invitation goes something like this. Hey, I have to walk the grounds as a member of the dueling council, but my robot is is in repairs despite taking zero damage in a duel. Let's use yours. Uh, so she shows up for that. And he gets in it, and he he's like, "Hey, can I can I take a hand at piloting it?" As she tries to get close to him and, and basically fails, hmm. 
Mom says it's my turn to use the mobile suit by the to use the aerial. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, he gives it a shot. He gives it a spin, and he realizes that this is not what he expected. He thought this was going to be using the you know permit connections in your skin for the gun format, all the stuff that we learned about in the prologue, and this doesn't work like this. And it makes him very angry because he's actually been starting to connect to Soleta a little bit, though it's hard to tell from the outside, because he's like, oh, she's also, uh, you know, like a artificially created person to be a weapon and has, you know, gone through a lot of pain and trauma. And he's like, oh, wait, piloting this doesn't hurt at all. She's not like me at all. She just has the easy life and he gets really pissed. And so he steps out. He's rude for the first time. Just as Gwell shows up, having heard that they're on a date and is super jealous, Gwell sees that Suleta is crying and instantly challenges Alon to a duel. And Alon's like, oh, that's perfect. I was hoping to uh, test my new machine. The duel begins, and Alon quickly kicks Gwell. Gwell's ass with the new Fract, or Gundam Fract, as we know it will eventually be called. A uh, machine that is clearly using the gun format, is clearly using the forbidden technology. Meanwhile, watching the fight, watching this new machine be displayed, uh, Lady Prospera marvels at what she's seeing just as a another woman approaches who's been working with Pell, who says, it's been a long time, Senpai, and Lady Prospera says, ah, so there was another witch after all. Credits. Sorry for the long summary. No, it was good. Long story short, I was right when I said Alon Saras seems... Cara, Cara, how do we say this again? Alon... Saras. Saras. Remember when I was like, mm-hmm. he seems sus, and you were like, I think he just has RBF. I think he's fine. I was right. He's a cyber new type. I I actually still think he's fine. I, what? I, how do you think this arc ends? Uh, You've seen an anime before. They fight, and Suleta's like, you, you are, you're in a lot of pain, and you're, you're lashing mm. out, but it's okay. And he's like, oh, you're right, and he becomes a good guy. I hope that the guy who's peeling an egg in the beginning of the episode is actually the bad guy. That's, that's the real <laughs> twist I want. The egg peeler. I don't think I noticed him. Who's this? The, the, I sent the screenshot to you. He's just like, when they're talking about the bet at the beginning, and they're like, oh, I bet. There's a lot of talk about like, oh, we put money on, on this Elon and Guel fight. Oh, so the, uh, oh, okay. So you're like, I hope this one six, in, uh, okay, I'll give up on this one six insert being the villain. Correct. Let's make the other six insert the villain. Exact the moon, This is bullying. You're so mean to me. No, but. What, do you want to be me, Orine? You want to be my fucking girlfriend? No, you're not into I think that. you just need to stop picking people expressly saying they're me and then talking about how shitty they are. No. This feels no- like a weird thing. There's nothing wrong with being a villain. You are best friends with somebody who loves <laughs> villains more than breathing air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a cool episode. I thought this was pretty interesting. I mean, again, we yeah. are poisoned by having watched a lot of Gundam. And so, like, they are just doing the beats of plot lines we've seen since the 70s. But uh, they're doing them in cool ways, and um, I think that they're rolling out the Elan stuff pretty effectively. I was overall uh, entertained by this one, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I had a, re- I had a really good time with this one. Um, I like that, you know, like, I felt like everything that happened made sense, which, you know, <laughs> this show so far is not a given. And it gave me a lot to chew on in a way that I, you know... That's what I enjoy. I like when the action is good, and then I like when the parts that aren't action are giving me interesting ideas and things to dwell on. And, uh, you know, he's reading a copy of uh, Arthur uh, Schopenhauer's uh, The World as Will and Representation. Whoa. Wait. 
Uh, it's actually he has the he has uh, one of the copies that has the less common translation, the world as will and idea. But basically, it is a philosophy book from the 1800s, working off the work of Immanuel Kant, what? that basically says like all all objects in reality are are like representation of of thoughts and ideas and basically to reach true redemption in life you have to stop caring if you live or die uh which Whoa. seems like good philosophy for that guy hardcore good catch by uh, the way very very simple um you know summary of of a complicated book obviously uh-huh. apologies to any philosophy majors out there but he does basically say yes uh total redemption from life can only result from the total ascetic negation of the will to live whoa okay okay that explains a little bit of his um motivation here the 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 objective is more important than my physical self i I find that kind of fun interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean what else can he think if he so you say cyber new type and i definitely think they're drawing that comparison however if i can uh talk a little bit of, of, of Gundam double O for a bit. I think the more direct comparison yeah. is uh, like a Soma Paras from that show. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Uh, because, because we don't have a concept of a new type necessarily. We like what he can do is not, we haven't been shown that he's doing anything that someone else can't do. Honestly, he seems good at it, but like he, he's, he does the thing where he says permit score three. And that's the same thing we saw in the prologue, right? Yes, I think so. I did it. Though that person got really sick and then died. Oops. And he doesn't seem to have done that yet. It's cool how the prologue is becoming more and more important. I like that Mm -hmm. a lot about this. Um, Yeah, I like this sort of gradual working in of those elements. Um, I suspect... I don't know if we'll get this next episode necessarily, but next time we see... Whenever we see the follow-up of uh, Lady Prospera and her former co-worker... I suspect we're going to hear some talk about, you know, what uh, Ox Earth used to get up to, right? Yeah, once they drop Ox Earth, it's done. It's Dunyan Rings. We're in the shit. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit more about the parents here, about Elan's quote-unquote mother and also Suleta's mom and their relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the classic, like, all the parents know each other. And I do think that they're building more of that. Like, all of the different kids at the school have, like, fam- important parents manipulating this conflict for different reasons um Mm -hmm. but it always comes back to like they are being treated as tools for a greater conflict that they have no idea of like yeah and and so this is the perfect example of this like she's she has such a small worldview that this episode is for her about like oh once again like i really think this guy seems kind of cute and he asked me out on a date and meanwhile he's like yeah date for sure but even higher level than him we have his mom who's like this is part of a bigger thing that I'm uh, and I'm like engaging with Suleta's mom. And like, we're talking to each other and we have history. Like we are all operating on different scales of reality. And that all boiled down to like, how can we, what, what they're basically using these kids as like science experiments. Right. Cause what they're doing is, is like, is the, uh, I'm sorry. What is Suleta's mobile suit called? The Aries, right? Ariel. Aerial. Is it the Ariel or is it the pilot that's making her so special? Like, is it the modified human or is it the suit? And so the way I interpreted it was like when Elon gets in the suit, in the Ariel, and it's like, oh, fuck, it's not the suit. It's something else that she's doing. I can't recreate this. I can't just take her mobile suit and and do this. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I feel like I got the exact opposite reading from that, though, because what, what he says is like, oh, I don't feel the thing like the like the awful feeling of a 
you know, old school gun format connection here. This suit is this special. just works. Right. It's it's like it isn't that like I am not needed. The things that have been done to me to make me able to pilot a mobile suit super well mm-hmm. are simply not necessary here. This thing just works. This thing has like Imagine if it had like a, a Saikamu, right, in, in UC Gundam terms, yeah. only it just worked for everyone. You didn't have to be a new type or a cyber new type. And he's like, what the fuck? Right. That doesn't, that seems unfair. Like his whole life is like defined by being able to like harness his power. And it's like, oh, all I needed was the right suit, actually. Yeah. Suffering to be able to pilot well. And someone else is just like, check it out. I made a better GUI. <laughs> <laughs> The gun format, it lacks that sensation like a hand reaching so roughly into my brain. Mm-hmm. This is juicy stuff. <laughs> what do you make of this, though? Like, what do you think is the deal with Ariel? Because this is as much for us as it is for Elon, for them to be like, no, she doesn't have enhancements that make this work. Yeah. Well, is she an enhanced human, though? Because she does have the glow, but she has a different color glow than him, right? Didn't we see that in the prologue? That's true. I forgot about that. She has, like, the red um, yeah, glow. she had... Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there's something about her that is still modified. And, like, the way that Lady Prosper talks about her to other people is, like, it's a Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster thing of, like, she is my child, but I also made her for a purpose. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I still think I, – I still have a feeling that she is in some way enhanced, but not – she still maintained humanity and ignorance of her status, unlike Elon, who fully knows is what he is. And if you think back to that prologue again, now that you, I just, I completely forgot about all this and now it's kind of rushing back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thank you for, for pointing that out. Um, when, uh, as Aerie, she connects, you know, Suleta then Aerie, uh, connects to the Frith and, you know, starts commanding the bits around. Um, as you say, she has that light under her, Mm -hmm. right? It's sort of, it's as opposed to, I think she has a, does she have a blue glow where everyone else's was red or do I have that backwards? doesn't matter um there's a different color glow than everyone else right and her mom looks completely horrified Mm -hmm. right is this a thing her husband suleta's dad did without telling her they do mention her dad in this episode right doesn't someone say like whatever Mm -hmm. happened to her dad and she's like oh i think he died before i was born i don't know about him i think i don't think she says that i think i think she's just like "Mm, you know i don't forget about about the dad. dad yeah yeah I think um, that they're. I think that they're seeding the dad, to be some to have done something to her. Maybe yeah. Maybe they were both scientists, and he like put the special ability magic in her and didn't tell mm-hmm. his wife. Uh, maybe not. I, but I think that that's what they're to, to your original question of like what's the what do, how do what I feel about all of this stuff. I think Elon is the traditional Gundam. Like I have been bred for this. I deserve this. I kind of suspected. Like I said, I suspected something like this from his demeanor and his personality. Um, but sure. I hope that it leads to them bonding in a way instead of it being, oh, the tragedy of even when we're like modified to fight better, we're still, we can't communicate. We can't have a pure fight or whatever the crap. That's probably gonna happen like literally next episode because of how this one ends. I mean, but in, you know, and you see the way this ends is that like tragically Suleta has to pull the trigger and kill Alon. And yeah. I just don't think that's where this show is at. No, at least not yet. Not even close. Yeah. It's violent, but not that kind of violent, you know? Like, there's a violence, mm-hmm. honestly, in the final moment where he pulls off Guel's antenna, where it almost looks Absolutely. like viscera, even though it's all just, like, metal and wires. Um, so there's, like, an intentional, like, almost body horror to that moment. Uh, 
and they're associating like people like um, Elon being able to use mobile suits in a deadlier, scarier way than we're used to. Um, I did think it was funny that like they happened to use Guel at this point, who's become like a jobber. He just is. He exists <laughs> to lose to yeah. other people to like build up other people, and it's working. It's exactly how jobbers are used in wrestling. Where like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy was good. We started the show by saying like he's one of the best at the school, and now everybody just beats him to to get <laughs> pulled up the ladder a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But that fight scene is just like so violent and makes me think a lot about like, you know, Zeta Gundam and like the Plur Plur Two stuff and just kids being forced into these suits and be- being like scarily good at it uh, is what I got from that whole fight scene. Even though it's like, yeah, it's an action scene. I like it when the show does the action scenes, but. This one hit a little bit harder than the last couple episodes because of what was happening behind the scenes. Definitely. I mean, specifically, I think there's there's a part there where at right before the like, the sequence leading up to the antenna rip um, with the uh, with the Firact, uh, Elon shoots off the left arm of the Delanza as it collapses, yeah. and then shoots off the right and then shoots off the legs and then grabs it and rips off the antenna. And through that whole sequence we we get cuts to everyone watching this and reacting in horror and then we see the antenna rip and it um it calls back to i think two things one is more obvious than the other i feel like uh-huh. um there's there's big evangelion vibes here yeah. right in the yeah. way they're animating like the like awfulness of of this happening and the brutality there's also a connection to i would say like double eighty war in the pocket the way that show represents like exaggerated graphic mobile suit violence there's a there's a part in the beginning of 0080 war in the pocket where there's a zeon raid on an arctic base and there's a gym that gets shot and oil sprays from its shoulder and then they shoot its arm and its hand sort of falls off held together by wires dangling and firing wildly looking very much like um, blood or like a dismembered arm yeah yeah it's it's very like gruesome looking and it's like it doesn't necessarily make sense, right? Why would you have a bunch of oil stored in the shoulder? But it's like, no, these are parts that are in this robot, and we use them the way Mortal Kombat uses extra rib cages to like emphasize the the gruesome nature of it, right? Well, and the reactions too, like you said, the audio, the the viewer reactions are so important there. I I literally like missed one of the final shots where he, he shot the arm and, and legs off, and I saw the reactions, and I was like, did they just kill Guel? Like, is that what happened? And it's like, no, but the way that he maimed his mobile suit is, like, considered poor sportsmanship. That's considered beyond the pale. You know, a little bit. It's, it's gross, mm-hmm. honestly. Because um, once again, we get, like, the recitation of, like, the rules of dueling. And these kids still have this, like, naive view of, like, oh, when you do a mobile suit duel, you, you know, it's not the pilot. It's not the suit. It's both. It's this, like, beautiful harmony. But, like, sometimes you just have a really a fuck, fucking good pilot. And he gets an overpowered mobile suit, and it's not a fair fight, even though it seems like it is. Uh, well, and it's also not a fight to him, right? Right, it's a like, testing ground. And so, like, the like the the dismemberment is, like, he is quickly... He hasn't landed shots so far this fight, and he's like, let me do a quick test of, like, the sighting on this rifle. And he's like, okay, great, I've got my data. I'm not wasting a single other resource. Done. I'm just going to rip this antenna off with my hand. And it's this moment I love... It's, like, my favorite thing about the episode is... Alana is like a the villain of this one uh, works because we've established that duels were normal for a while. These kids are used to duels. They're not like afraid of them. They they go pretty normally. People win and lose and the, the stakes are totally fine. And he is this like classic heel who just 
like shatters every expectation and every rule. Because not only does he win brutally, but also uh, his condition for winning is like, and then I will have another duel. And if I win, I get to have this duel with Suleta. And then he wins. And also that's that's like setting up for next week. So he's like, he's playing like three levels of chess ahead of the rest of the, the student body. Um, and has been like watching and thinking about this stuff the whole time. So I don't know. I just find that really cool. It's like, um, this is a bad reference, obviously, because J.K. Rowling fucking sucks b- huge balls. But... You know, in Harry Potter, like, when they show you Quidditch and how it can go normally, and then they're like, okay, but when Quidditch goes badly, it's, like, really scary. Like, when Dementors are on the field, it's, like, fucking scary. And this is the mm. equivalent of our Dementors on the field, where it's like, oh, that's... Duels shouldn't really feel like this. This is, like, weird and scary. Um, I thought the the terror of that really worked well for the episode. And it's kind of... It reveals something about the duels, which is they rely on the buy-in of the kids, right? Yeah. Because we already know the adults don't actually think this is a honorable duel. They're like, this is a source of results and, you know, data, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Vim Jenner went so far as to, like, directly interfere and kind of got a slap on the wrist for that. Um, whereas the Peels have raised this kid without, like without giving him much of an ego and i mean that in you know like the like the you know parts of the brain sense honestly um and so he like doesn't feel any inherent pride in this and so it's really interesting to me we've seen three duels like fully we have the duel to be in the episode one that we only see like we don't see the other participant even right where gwell's introduced um but the three we've seen where they have that bit at the beginning where they do the you know like it's not mobile suit performance nor piling skill alone thing. It has never gone right until now. Exactly. Because the first time it is Miorine and I think she kind of like she like rushes it a little bit or something. And then the second time it is Suleta who doesn't know the words and Gwell gets impatient. And this time it goes perfectly because Alon is here and has like perfectly studied the rules and regulations and is willing to do this perfectly to the book and doesn't give a shit about anything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's very, it, it's, it's a good tone setter of like, no, Elon is perfectly like Elon is the guy who says like, wait, you, the rules of tag don't say I can't break someone's knee. And you're like, hold on, what the fuck, man? It This is like a weird personal story, I guess. But it taps into something that I used to hate and get so anxious about in like elementary school. And I, I remember the story. We were playing um, flag football, you know, like where you have the mm. loop of, of flags on your your, ba- your waist. And uh, this other kid, this is like hilarious in retrospect. This other kid, like before we started around, uh, pulled all of the flags off of my waist and like ran away with them and hid them. And I like, you know, I was in like second grade. I started crying because I couldn't accept that somebody wouldn't follow the rules of flag football. I was like, you can't hmm. do that. Now I can't, I cannot play the game. And, you know, he got in trouble or whatever, but it was like, there is a, there is a, an anxiety, a stress, especially when you're a young person and an ignorant young person about like, some people can just say, I don't care about the rules. And mm-hmm. as an adult, that, that spreads out into like, some of us work for a living and some of us don't understand the concept of working for a living, for example, uh, because they just don't have to. Like rich people grow up not having to conceive of that. So like I, I, I love how that sort of metaphor ties back into the dueling stuff very, very much. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot is sort of the extension of like the scarier, I think usually more adult version of that, right? I, I guess I should say more mature version of that because certainly you'll get adults who are still willing to ha- to hide your flag football flags, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But Alon is the manifestation of I don't care. It's not I don't care about the rules. It's I don't care about anything but the rules. Yeah. Anything the rules do not expressly forbid is on the table yeah. for me. This is technically legal what he does in this episode entirely. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just gross. Um, yeah. Also gross. The you know shout out to the music in this episode again. I, I like to reference it because we don't like talk about that very much. But um, when the episode is leading you to sort of still be with with Suleta and be like, is this a date or something? This is weird. They even like play soft like date music when her and Elan are like chatting with each other early in the episode, and all the girls are asking her like, oh my god, are you gonna like reject Guel's proposal and whatnot? And like they mm-hmm. just don't get it. These are like. This is it's so sad. It's the show's doing a very good job of portraying these as literal children who don't even know that there's a war going on, who don't understand that like bigger plays are happening than just boys and girls trying to go out with each other. Uh some of the music sounded like Bargain Bin Yu-Gi-Oh though. There was like some of that, you know, the beginning of the Yu-Gi-Oh theme song where he says your move. There was like stuff like that in this which I just found weird, but <laughs> I don't know. I think they're trying to like tweak the aesthetic a little bit now that the show's getting a little bit darker. It's not just a fun school anime anymore. Well, and I think there's also a, like, what? Like, they this episode sort of pays back what the last one fucked up with Gwell, uh-huh. right? Because we have the Gwell, like, proposal and the instant refusal, right? And the refusal was too thorough. And it made it, like, unclear what his relationship actually was. And this one makes it very clear when, like the members of the the Jeddark house run in when Gwell is, you know, you know, do, getting getting his his reps in at the gym and as like Ilan took Suleta on a date and Gwell just stops and he's like where and he rushes yeah. out there and is like and and you even get the moment where he's like what did you, he starts to say what did you do to Suleta and in the middle of it he he catches her out of the corner of his eye and she's crying because Suleta or because Alon has finally said the first like emotional thing he's ever said, which is like, you're fucking annoying. Right. Um, and she just wanted to know his birthday <laughs> so that she could tell his fortune. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he then finishes it. He says, what did you do to her? But his tone completely changes and he is about to challenge her to a duel based on it. It's like, okay, no, you, you are doing the Sundari thing. You do actually care. This, yeah sells that in a way the last episode didn't and it makes him more of a kid right exactly uh and and <laughs> the part where a is talking to his brother and his brother's like why do you keep doing this why do you keep doing these fights that you're not going to probably win and he says if i win dad will have nothing to get angry about and it's like the dramatic irony is so rich with the Jeddak family because him and his brother all they want is to make dad happy or just to not even make dad happy but like placate him like, just mm-hmm. have him stop yelling at us, which is very sad. And meanwhile, dad is not even thinking about his kids like that, but is like, my boss is going to kill me. Like, it, it mm-hmm. sucks. It's like being the employee of an employee and, and thinking that your manager is the most important person. But in reality, he works for five other managers who are way more powerful and scary. Uh, right. Like, well, even if you do everything right, your dad will still be mad if he's still if he's in hot water with the fucking chairman. You cannot right? fix your dad. You cannot make in, and that's like such a real thing that kids worry about. Oh god, sometimes the writing on the show fucking slaps. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's impressive, right? And then like, mm-hmm. there's another witch 
I see that there's another witch. Instead of new type, we're calling these people witches. Um, well, I don't think witch means that, though, right? Because I at f- there there has been an accusation of Suleta as a witch, right? Yeah. And it has made the term witch unclear. I think what the actual position is, is Suleta probably isn't a witch. Oh. The witch are the people enabling this. Uh. That's why she says, oh, there's another witch. is because there's another person out there pushing the gun format forward. Oh, like Yolanda's Another mother. person. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Her, quote, air quote, quotes mother, quote, but quote, yes. Mother. Yeah. And, I mean, because if you think about it based on the original speech from the prologue, uh-huh. it's about how the gun format is a curse. And so anyone who maintains the curse, who curses people, witches. The cursor. Right, right. And so, not like your mouse, though. Um, And so in that sense, Suleta, like, these aren't empathetic people. They're not ever going to express this or or act based on this. But if you use the logical extension of their thought process, Suleta is cursed. She isn't the cursor. She isn't the person. She isn't the witch. Mm -hmm. She is a victim. Interesting. I like your take. My my other big question was... Do we think that Guel in the long term is going to be like a was it Patrick Colosaur from Gundam Double O? Where like gets a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, is he just going to be jobbed for the sake of being jobbed and then like becomes incredibly powerful at the end, or or is he just going to be this relegated to losing forever? What do we think? I think pretty soon they're going to have to give him a like a gimme, right? They're yeah. going to have to give him a you know a, like using a, a pity terms. breaker yeah. in gotcha terms, or or a pity breaker exactly like he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, a slump breaker. Yeah, like they have to give him something to to prop him back up as I mean, because, you know, again, using wrestling terms, right? Like there there are some people who are charismatic enough to make it work. But for the most part, you do actually have to give jobbers wins now mm-hmm. and then or people don't care that who they lost to. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you want to build the people that they lost to up, then they have to also we have to see him do well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to earn it. I think he's going to finally be like, screw you, dad, and then like be awesome. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I definitely think he's, you know, he's going to be the hot blooded character who is going to be shown as not being in this. Like, they're going to establish a sort of like hierarchy where characters like Elon and Suleta are of a, a, a separate tier. They are, yeah. you know, even if they're not new types, they're new type tier. But I mean, Gundam has shown us there are excellent pilots who are not new types mm-hmm. right that's that's and i think that same phenomenon is going to occur here he's going to be a lila mira rival <laughs> <laughs> it's only two fates um yeah i i, I hope i hope that he that's my my personal hope is that he like gets super cool and and this mm-hmm. this battle should be a turning point right like he's like skating around not enough can be said about how fun this fight scene is so like he's like skating around these craters and alana's like shooting all these like drone lasers at him and he's like, well, that's fine. I just keep dodging them, and then you never hit me. And Alon's like, okay. And then just immobilizes him and hits him with 75 million lasers at once. And he's like, huh, weird. You lost. I'm going to dismember you now. He's like some fucking Dragon Ball Z shit or something. It was very hype. And that's the moment that he's going to have a flashback to and be like, I'm going to destroy Elon. It's such a cool like setup for a fight. Because if you think about it, basically what you're seeing as a dude with an axe versus a person with a sniper rifle yeah. and in between them is like a heist laser hallway. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like a Resident Evil sick. laser hallway. Yeah, it is sick. 
And once uh, he gets hit by those lasers, it's just he just like we're watching the people's reactions, but he is just then shooting one by one, arm, arm, leg, leg, knock that motherfucker mm-hmm. down, walk up to him, yank the antenna off. Brutal execution style kill. Mm-hmm. And that's that's mobile suits, baby. This is the stuff I come to Gundam for. Mobile suits as bodies. Yeah. It's very good. Um I I just the date scene is just really, really good, and there are a lot of parts of it that I really like. But I like Alon's internal, like, his his thought process there, because you can kind of watch, right? Because mm-hmm. at first he's like, okay, Soleta is like me. She's been suffering for all of this. And he takes her on a date, and he asks her, this is something he's been told to do, but as his, air quotes, mom says... I guess I could stop saying the air quotes. I'm just going to say mom. Fuck yeah, it, whatever. Yeah, I know what um, as his mom says, he clearly is looking forward to it. He's excited about this. And it's because he's like, finally, there's someone else. Like, there's someone else with this burden, uh-huh. right? I, I, There is another person who's like me. And he asks her about it. And he's like, like, has it ever been hard? Did you ever have suffered, you know, piloting a mobile suit? Because for him, it's been nothing but misery. And she says, no, actually, it's been a it's been a relief. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I get it. She's a strong girl. She's just gritting and baring her teeth through all of this. And it makes him yeah. like her more. And then he has the moment where it, he realizes all of it is like, oh, no, I have built this whole relationship up in my head and it doesn't actually exist. Exactly. And that's what he's so mad about. Mm. It's not actually anything Suleta has done. It's that she's failed to live up to this fantasy he's built. And that she just, according to him, just has a good suit. Like, yeah. she seems like a go-getter. She seems like he's really determined. And it's like identity shattering for him to go like, oh, fuck. She just, she got lucky. She was one of the lucky ones. I was not one of the mm. lucky ones. That's, like, really sad. Yeah. yeah. I think it does a good job of making a lot not, like, a cackling, maniacal, perfect evil, perfectly evil villain. But instead somebody who is, by circumstance and by opportunity you know taking advantage of the systems he knows Mm -hmm. which is really interesting gundam is good this week folks they did it so here's a question for you you got it what's up six do you think elon is from Ceres? whoa or sarah's excuse me because suleta mercury is from mercury yeah yeah i do think and yeah they just have a lab on on sarah's and that's where he's from Ceres is on it's a dwarf. It's in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Uh huh. Sure, why not? Why does I mean, it, why does that if matter? you want to, I'm just curious. You know, I like if honestly, if there, if this setting has a settlement on Ceres, that is inherently interesting because that's a that is a place that fiction doesn't pay a lot of attention to. It's a dangerous pl- having a a planet, real planet, dwarf yeah. or not, in the middle of a fucking asteroid field is dangerous mm-hmm. um it's kind of wild and I, I it could just be a cool name of course but i find that really interesting no i i think i think that's what it is and that they're going to include a little bit more of the planets here and there because not everybody has that if everybody had it then i would be like it's just a name i don't think everyone because they do like you said they are paying attention to like their student identification numbers so someone's clearly thinking about stuff on that level of granularity they don't just call people things like that although gundam sort mm. of does i don't know I think that he's from uh, Sarah's. I hope you're right. That would be great. I think Sarah's is cool. 
I hope Shadik Zanelli is from the long forgotten planet, ninth planet from the sun, uh, Zanelli. <laughs> I want to see Shadik fight already. God damn it. Zanel? Zanelli. Yes, I was right. I want to see him yeah, fight. He's got fun pants. If, if, okay. Oh, no. What's it called? You know that he's in okay, if there's someone, if this. If there's someone who shows up whose name is something Vulcan, I am going to pop the fuck off because Vulcan is my favorite. Like, do you know the do you know the Vulcan theory? Like, pretty much disproved at this point. A hypothetical planet, yeah, yeah. It's that? so cool. I mean, it's basically the theory. Well, someone it was old people doing the math uh-huh. and being like, you know, I mean, mathematically, according to these numbers, there should be a planet between Mercury and the Sun, a planet closer to the Sun than Mercury. Yeah. And just for ages, they kept trying to find it. And finally, they had to be like, okay, it's not, this isn't real. But if it's real in The Witch from Mercury, if they're like, oh, we built like a a planetoid space station there, that would be so sick. Really cool. How do they live that close Uh, to the sun? Yeah, fuck yeah. uh, That's that's the kind of shit I find really fun. Is is dumb is not not dumb at the time, but at this point, dumb to still mention. Yeah. Uh, like seventeenth century space theory. <laughs> <laughs> they could though. They would. I want Gunner to get more into actual science fiction, some crunchy shit that we've heard of. Why not? But now, uh, Elon is going to challenge Suleta to a duel, and if he wins, then he gets the uh, the mobile suit, the aerial, the aerial, which is a tense moment, but not you know not. I don't think it's. A cliffhanger, right? No, because it's, again, it's not like I love you or whatever. You, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no part of like. I guess if you were a really little kid, maybe you're like, <gasps> maybe they're going to take away the aerial. No, buddy, no. they're not. Either this this duel is going to be aborted in the middle, or he will lose it. Probably he will lose it, and that's fine because I like, like, it doesn't have to be an unknown outcome. Yeah. For it to be good. And we know the next episode's called A Gloomy Song, so maybe he'll be really sad that he lost and like have a breakdown or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard watching this show one day, one episode a week. I like Gundam shows really do unfold over a season. And I'm like, can we just fucking go? Can we just get to the next thing, please? And it's it's tough. But this podcast makes it fun. Yeah. I uh I, I actually I am enjoying weekly just because I'm oh it's such a such a busy time of year for me. Um, yeah, you're not expected like, to binge uh, it now because it's only one, and then that's that's all you get. Yeah, well, thank you for stopping me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me when um, I'm handed the yeah. plate of cookies, I'd rather be handed one cookie <laughs> at a time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, after last week, which I was pretty down on, this was this is a really this was my favorite episode so far. It's a, unless you count the prologue, which might still be better, yeah. but you know that's cheating. Um, right, it's a different thing. But I agree. Yeah. This is my favorite. But great time. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Six, you can find my work on the internet at Chats a Television Podcast. That's C H A T Z colon a television podcast, where my friend John and I watch Sense 8 every week. Uh, we do cult classic TV shows like Sense 8 and like Babylon 5, and we did some Star Trek stuff over there. It's a whole fun TV podcast. And that can be found at chatspod.com or patreon.com slash chatspod. What about you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can find my work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Hey, folks, I have a cool idea. You should try rating and reviewing Ooh. on your podcast platform, like, you know, on Apple Podcasts and stuff. Uh, 
I know none of us probably are people who look at that stuff very much, but it helps spread the word. It helps new people find the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does more than you think, and uh, we would appreciate it. Absolutely. Take the 30 seconds right now before this podcast closes. You might not have 30 seconds, actually, unless I drag it out. Take these 30 seconds to go onto Apple Podcasts, do a search for Oops. Let me see if this actually works. Can I do this? Oops, more anime? Well, it's going to be on It's going to be on Scanline Talks, Scanline I think. Scanline Talks is what you're looking for on your podcast platform of choice. Bingo. Scanline Talks. First thing that comes up. Can I review it? Follow show. That's probably good. Yeah, I'll enable notifications. Why the fuck not? Oh, wow. Wow. Well, look at this great art. You, you too could see this great art if you uh, looked at your <laughs> looked at your podcast app right now. You're just laughing because you're seeing the one written review. I am below. seeing that. How did you know? That's why I was what? laughing. What the fuck is this clown? Fuck out of here. Sorry. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, it is. It is a guy from 2019 really mad about the negative review we gave Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, go figure. Tilt the balance the other way, folks. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah. Until next time, folks. Peace out. Bye-bye. i